The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Good evening, folks. Hope you're well. Rory here with you on the Big Red Bench until 7 o'clock on a day where Davy Russell makes history with the Tiger Roll at the Grand National. Davy dedicates his win to Kieran O'Connor. And he's going through an enormous battle of his life. And, and, and just to let him know that we're thinking of him, he played football for Cork and he gave his, he gave his life to, to, to sport and he's a real fan of mine and this one's for Kieran. We'll hear a little bit more from Davy later on also on the show tonight. Reaction from Cork City's defeat the Shamrock Rovers. We have a lot of young players in the team and they have to work hard with them and we're doing that. And um, I know their teams are, are have stronger plans at the moment. That's that's fine. Um, but at the same time, you know, it was nil all. You know, Graham in the box. From our point of view, it looked like he was clearly taken out of it. You're listening to The Big Red Bench on Cork's Red FM. Glad you could join us for the bench on this uh, really bright Saturday evening. Not getting used to this uh, hour going forward since last week at all, but very much enjoying it. I have to say, Roy here with you until seven. Kieran is down in Porky Rain for the uh, double header in the Senior Football Championship. More on that in a little bit. Uh, but uh, busy day of sport today. Also coming up on the show, we'll be hearing from uh, Kevin O'Donovan, the Cork County Board Secretary, after the vote uh, midweek uh, on championship structures. We'll hear from uh, Imo Kelly as the uh, Senior Hurling Champions uh, got uh, a big win over Carberry earlier on in the week. We'll uh, also be hearing from uh, Munster Bross, Leon Van Gran after their win last night a big win for them over the Cardiff Blues all that and more to come between now and 7pm if you want to get in touch with the show 086 8104 you can tweet us at Big Red Bench as well just catching up on today's uh, action as I mentioned Tiger Roll making history becoming the first horse to win back-to-back Grand Nationals since Red Rum Tiger Roll is the 2019 Grand National winner a third win in the race for trainer Gordon Elliott based in Meath as well it's also a third winner for the owners at Michael O'Leary's Gigginston horse stud Davy Russell the man on board again completing a 1-2-3 for Irish trained horses in the race with Jessica Harrington's first runner Magic of Light finishing second Rathvin Den trained by Willie Mullins and ridden by Ruby Walsh was in third and uh, Tiger Roll eventually uh, winning by uh, two and three quarter lengths and returned the four to one favourite as I mentioned a busy day of uh, Gaelic Games today in the Senior Football Championship as I mentioned that double header in Park you're in the County Champions the Bars taking on Clyde Rovers and the Bars leading four points to no score after 15 minutes uh, the second game in uh, Park you're in today is Valley Rovers and Nemo at half past seven two games getting underway in just a bit Carrigline playing O'Donovan Rossa and Newcastle Town facing Clonic Kilty in the Premier Intermediate Football Championship and then taking on Newmarket as well that game also getting underway in about ten minutes time one result from the Division 1 Hurling League today the Red FM Division 1 Hurling League Middleton and Newtown Shandrum playing out a draw Middleton 21 points Newtown Shandrum 118 in ladies football a big win today for Cork in the Munster Minor A Championships they beat Kerry 4-16 to nine points three games in the Premier League it finished Bournemouth 1 Burnley 3 Huddersfield Town 1 Leicester City 4 Newcastle United 0 Crystal Palace 1 in the FA Cup Manchester City and Brighton and Hove Albion going head to head it's Man City who lead by a goal to nil after a half an hour at Wembley Gabriel Jesus uh, with the goal after just four minutes for City in Scotland Celtic took on Livingston today finished scoreless uh, this afternoon they could have won the league title this weekend if they had won and uh, Rangers lost to Motherwell tomorrow but uh, they'll wait for the trophy they'll have to wait for at least another week and tonight in the first division of the SSC or Tracy League uh, first division Cove Ramblers and Cavan going head to head that's in St. Coleman's Park from 7 
Some results from the Munster Senior League finished Leeds 1, Avondale 1 and Cove Wanderers Nell College Corinthians 1 and in rugby both Leinster and Connacht are in Pro 14 action today Connacht are taking on Zebra that game uh, getting underway at quarter to five get you a score on that one in just a sec meanwhile uh, Leinster hosting uh, Benetton at the RDS that one gets underway at 7.45. It is Connacht's by six points to nil there as well after about 28 minutes. In the Ulster Bank League in two-way, Navin with a big win over Dolphin, 83-7. Queen's University beating Highfield, 24-17. And uh, Belfast Harlequins winning against Sunday as well, at 54-19. Middleton beating Seapoint, 41-15 this afternoon. All right, we're going to start the show with our Gaelic games. A couple of games getting underway in about 10 minutes' time. Uh, so we're going to get interviews with... With those ones uh, out uh, now, we're going to hear from O'Donovan Ross as they take on uh, Carragher Line. Uh, Jeremy McCarthy caught up with Ryan Price from the Skibbering Club. Like you said, the Dunnerton ones winning and getting to the West Cork final has been a, has been a big boost. Um, you know, obviously we have a lot of them training out with the senior team, so um, they've been a great kind of influence and, um, and drive and, and, and that youth and enthusiasm around the place has been great. Um, and obviously we got a good start to the league now. We've won the first two games um, back at the start of February. We haven't actually had a competitive game since, so that's probably a slight frustration on our behalf for in terms of preparation. But yeah, I think, think things are going well. Uh, I've been training hard now since the new year numbers are high obviously with the other few ones involved um, so I think so far so good I think we can't really have much complaints in terms of preparation so far um, You'll be looked upon as an experienced player even though you're still quite young and yourself like Kevin Davis Tomas Hegarty and Don Logue, like you've, you've been through the mill with the, with the Skibreen senior team how important is it that you're there as, in, as good influencers on these kids coming up through the, 20, in, through the 21 team Yeah I suppose it's kind of, it's kind of funny because it's, it's almost gone kind of full cycle now I see a lot of say the, the current under 21 team was kind of like our own team team back in way back in 2011 where we went, managed to win the county that year um, so it's kind of only when you realise that you're now in that mould at 28 it's, uh, it's kind of a new experience uh, but like I think one of the lads was saying last week that the average age of the team is like 23 so it's quite young um, and like you said despite myself and Don Logue and a few of the others we're only you know, 28, 27, 28 ourselves um, but that kind of leadership has been kind of trusting us now um, but it's, it's great I mean like it's, it's not it doesn't really change how you you know how you act or behave on the pitch or, or in training it's just a case of you know if you can help any lads um, with any experience that you have or any any previous knowledge you do so but I mean they're a really good group and I think they're they're kind of driving us on as much as we are driving them on so it's it's really kind of refreshing in that regard Carrigaline first round team that are up in the senior we're only a couple of years um, tough challenge because you know at least you avoided Nemo in the first round which is nice for a change yeah exactly yeah. but it's another city team with a good pedigree and a lot of good young players I mean at this I mean, when you when you when you get an opponent, it probably helps focus the mind a bit more that you know who you're playing and you can start preparing for it. But um, I mean, obviously you want to win, yeah. but I mean, putting in a good performance is, is, is key just to set a tone for the rest of the year. Yeah, exactly. And I think I think I suppose initially when we heard it was a preliminary round, we're kind of you know humming and hawing whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. But I think you've got to take it for what it is. It's it's, it's going to be if you can win it, it's going to be an extra game, which is great going into you know round one or round two. Um, but yeah, we're under no illusions. Carrigaline are going to be a tough opponent. Um, like we've had we've struggled ourselves big time in the last you know two or three seasons whereas you know they're winning you know winning the county title but I think it was two seasons ago now so I mean they're they're probably in a better kind of mentality in terms of big championship games than we are in the last few seasons um, so like there's there's absolutely no like complacency or or uh, underestimating anyone it's going to be a really tough battle and you know I think we we also have the, the aspect of we still have that relegation
relegation um, possibility hanging over our heads. So I mean, there's, that's there, there's another pressure aspect in that regard. So um, for us, this is like a county final. Um, we're going gung ho to win it, and uh, we'll take the rest of the season after that. But fully focused for for the sixth of April. Yeah, it's uh, Ryan Price there from Donovan Ross and they take on Cargilline uh, shortly. A big West Cork derby as well this evening, Clannacilty going up against the Nuisance Town Jersey Ultimate Speaking with Clans Martin Scully. At the end of the day, like you have to beat any team go if you wanna eventually lift the lift any scan like but um no I suppose we, we just got on with training that night anyway. I know we, we were just kind of worrying about who we were going to get or whatever, like, but we didn't think too much about it. Like, um, yeah, no, sure, like, like I said, you have to play any team at any given time, so we didn't really think a whole lot about it. Uh, like you said, we already played Newcastle last year. We beat them after extra time <coughs> by two points. Um, you'll always get a tough game against Newcastle. They'll always bring that level of physicality and aggress- aggression. Um, so look, you'll always get a tough team. But sure, it's a senior championship, it's senior football. You'll always get a first uh, first round that's going to be tough um, people on the outside look in at Clannacilty they see the five Cork lads see the names of the five Cork lads and they say that team should be very strong and should be doing better than whatever it is that's the, that's the outside view the inside view is that this is a team in transition still even though Colmaron is coming into second year in charge now had a great run last year and it was needed a great run unlucky to lose to Carby Rangers to quarter finals home park is it but first of all home park was an experience for the younger players last year to go through to gain a couple of wins and get that momentum under the belt oh massive the noise was like you said we're in transition the last number of years and it's a big thing for the younger fellas including the likes of myself now to just get a win under the belt in senior football championship um, oh, look at what it meant to the team what it meant to the people around us and the town of Clannacilty was huge mm. you know, so um, it was nice to get in had a nice buzz on the place and so that was it. that was the, the winning against Newcastle Town, then we went down and we beat Bishopstown. Don't also got the real buzz, and don't know people kind of saying quietly saying that like, Jesus, this kind of the team could do something. And now, like you said, we were beaten by Ross Carey, but like, look, we got to a quarter final for the first time in a long time. Um, beat someone that was an or St. Nick's as well, which you were well aware of. So it was good, it was very good for, for us to get a, a few wins under the belt in senior championship. Um, a local derby is a local derby, like it's going to be a battle, first of all. Obviously, you want to have a full bill of, full bill of health coming into it, like, but. Um, how important is it just to set the tone for the rest of the year that irrespective of who you're playing that you put in a performance and, and that, that work consistency that Clan got you had a couple of wins last year it's important now that you build on that yeah well exactly like the noise was we don't want to look at last year as kind of a, a flash in the pan that went out of one season team like, granted we only got two like two or a few whatever wins under our belt yeah. but like we don't want to kind of rest on our laurels and be like look we did it there we can kind of ease off now the pressure's off us we got the few wins that we barely needed but um, oh we'll absolutely we'll build on it and hopefully going forward now this year we can get a few more wins under our belt and hopefully go a few steps further Yes, Clans Martin Skelly headed the West Cork Derby against Newcastle that game getting underway uh, in just uh, a little bit uh, right, get if you, get a, excuse me tongue tied this evening I'm going to give you an update from St. Finbar's and Clyde Rovers uh, it's uh, currently uh, St. Finbar's 1-5 Clyde Rovers a point uh, 20 minutes gone there in Porky Rin going to go back to, uh, to racing going to hear from uh, David Russell after making history today with Tiger Roll uh, winning back-to-back Grand Nationals the first time uh, since Red Rum. This was his interview on ITV. I, I can't believe it. I, uh, test the man there. Louise looks after him. She does a great job. And Karen and Keith and, you know, Michael and Anita and Eddie. Ah, oh, Jesus, I can't. I don't know. At my age now, we're going to have to win in two Grand Nationals. 
hasn't fought it yet. Come on. And this horse gave you the most incredible ride at Aintree once again. How easy was it to guide him round there today? I, uh, I don't know. I must say hello to Finn and Lily as well. <laughs> Finn thinks he owns Tiger Roll, so he's at home now. Oh, and he at home. And Dad came over this year. I was just... Uh, I don't know. He's one hell of a horse. Joe Leary's been so good to me throughout my career and Gordon and ah, what can I say? Can't say any more than you've done, Davy. And your face paints uh, a thousand words. Congratulations on winning your second Grand National. Yeah, there's, 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 a, there's a guy at home, Kieran Kieran O'Connor from Mahada, and he's going through an enormous battle of his life. And, and, and just to let him know that we're thinking of him. He played football for Cork and he gave his he gave his life to, to, to sport and he's a real fan of mine and this one's for Kieran. Incredibly classy stuff there from Davy Russell. Uh, just minutes after creating history, winning back to back Grand Nationals. First time since Red Rum. Um, with the Tiger Roll today went off 4-1 to favour but to, to mention Kieran O'Connor there in the battle that he's going through um, with the uh, the eyes of the world watching was very very classy uh, touch and uh, I'd imagine very much appreciated by Kieran's friends and uh, uh, and family so incredibly um, classy stuff there from Davy Russell after uh, winning the Grand National for the second consecutive year Man City still a goal up in Brighton as well it's approaching half time at Wembley 43 minutes on the clock they continue to lead uh, through that Gabriel Jesus goal and uh, Connacht still 6-0 up away to Zebra and it's uh, St Finbar's 1-5 Clyde Rovers 2 points 26 minutes on the clock in Porky Ring now the new county championship structure was voted on during the week of course clubs had three options uh, A, B and C now C was the most uh, controversial uh, that was the option where clubs would play uh, two games in the summer but without their inter-county players uh, and those games would um, be worth half points now that got uh, a decent amount of vote more than uh, option B which was starting the championship uh, straight up in August but in the end look option A was the one that was selected uh, for 2020 that's one game in April and the rest from August on uh, Patrick Mulcahy has been speaking with the County Secretary and CEO Kevin O'Donovan uh, he caught up with him just after the vote on Tuesday night Kevin I suppose vote is just over and overwhelmingly first I suppose the A option is the one that the, the clubs have picked for the next two seasons yeah definitely the A option and it's great to see the clubs exercising their mandate we're delighted with it as I said we had no dog in the race with this we thought all proposals had merit and all proposals had issues with them. Um, I think what was interesting as well though is that it wasn't, didn't get a, a massive, massive majority. No, it was a clear outright winner. But I think in the vote for, for C, it, it registered that people also want games in the summer. So people certainly didn't support C in, in, in big numbers, but there certainly was something there for us to consider for the future and how we run leagues and so on. But no, air clear winner. A still has issues. All pro, all all programmes have issues because we are dominated by the inter-county programme. They all have issues and they all have positives in their own meaning Kevin I suppose but I suppose like the debate over the past week has been about C really and I suppose we really can't leave that because it was just something unique and I think from the vote tonight where it has got around 25-30% of the vote like 
it's still a runner maybe for down the line what, what, where, because people are looking for it. What, what, what it showed it was worth putting it on the ballot. So there was a lot of criticism over the last week that it was a joke, that it was crazy, that it was outlandish. And 25% of clubs in Cork voted for something, it couldn't be that crazy. But I, I don't, like, it's off the table. I think the clubs want their inter county players. I think the other clubs supported them in that. So the majority decision was clearly for A. But there's other stories out there in that even the clubs who voted for A said they would love a return to summer games but not on the terms that we provided with regard to county players not being available but there was almost a universal support for we'd love more games in the summer not on the terms we present to them and I think there's enough votes as well that probably would say suggest that the August start has to be ruled out no matter what the situation is yeah, yeah August was well down the line I think there was huge fear out there that we're, we've already given up ground in the summer and we couldn't possibly give up more ground in April so no the, and it, it, it works in a lot of other counties but no August is off the table and Cork has a start date for championships now so well, it was well done what does this mean for Cork J as a whole perspective new revamped championship for 2020 Kevin going forward in the next two seasons I, I think it's exciting because we're, we're forgetting at times that there's huge reforms in the programmes and that we're reducing to 12 teams competitive championships relegation on the field of play um, one up one down every year I think all that is good and a group stage will help bring certainty to the programme which is what players are looking for so the core elements are still bringing huge change to Cork plus we didn't get the consensus on the calendar I think we found consensus tonight that when you have a vote of over 60% you know heading for two thirds I think that's clear that people want their game in April and they don't want to play without county players in the summer and they want to return in August so delighted that we reached a, a good consensus and that no one can question the vote it wasn't close it wasn't tight so I think that, that was the message but the overall campaign brilliant brilliant to see clubs calling meetings and players engaging as well and I suppose a lot of high profile clubs in the past couple of days Kevin have looked for different options because the option that they wanted wasn't uh, on the ballot paper um, and I suppose some people would want the summer games but other people didn't want to play without their county players but this mid-season break now is still it's still yeah. in the equation. Yeah. Like, is there a way where clubs maybe they want a different? option coming on the line. I think we have to look at our leagues now and see if the leagues can meet the needs because I think it was universal that everybody wants games in the summer. What the cl- All the clubs who voted for, for A and B were not willing to do so without county players. So that mandate is clear now. We move on. But we do have to address the issue the summer months. Maybe with making our leagues more competitive. Maybe tidying up our fixture programme and not allowing the postponements of games. Because I think what emerged for me throughout the programme was people really uh, fell in love with summer games again when we started discussing it not on the terms we presented so let's look again for some future time to see how we can get people track into their fields in the summer months but no not on the not on the terms I think the playing without inter-county players has been ruled out and it's been difficult times on the playing fields for Cork J but off the playing field this week has been uh, a whirlwind it's been a, not a PR stunt but a good PR way as well to get the whole country talking about Cork J yeah, our games are our bread and butter they're our core business therefore we we were thrilled that the, the discussion this week maybe strayed away from some of the controversies we had for the spring that wasn't our agenda but it happened and clubs engaging on a core issue inside their local parish hall or the local dress rooms with the players always speaking and officers speaking and ordinary members speaking that's worth more than anything because that means when future issues arise and future debates have to happen we've a network there now that the clubs are engaged what's going on the floor of the county board
I finally suppose just the, the other option that was on offer tonight it was the grading 2 system where the last four years this year including the last three years in fact will be the uh, option and the way teams will be checked over for their grading for 2020 yeah and, and, and that was a fair decision I think everybody's agenda in our committee was to get the best teams into the grades you know as simple as that could we guarantee that the best 12 teams in Cork would be in that grade starting next year so the clubs decided that it was fair to have a little look back to the last number of years still though most of the places and competitions will be allocated based on their performance in 2019 as it should be but there's no doubt that all performances on the field of play are what will affect grading you know some people said tonight they argued against the one that came in saying it wasn't on the field of play completely incorrect all those were hard fought championship wins over the last three years we felt it was fair that they would be considered look it all starts off this weekend Kevin thanks Mill. thank you yeah it's kind of Kevin O'Donovan there the county secretary in conversation with Patrick Mulcahy after the vote that took place earlier on in the week uh, option A was the winner but as Kevin mentioned there option C has gotten people talking it's open to dialogue and from what they've learned from the proposals and feedback I suppose is that people want summer games but as Kevin said there not on the terms they had presented so it started a conversation but it will be option A for 2020 first game in April followed by the resumption and conclusion from August onwards from 2020 Alright, half time in Wembley in the FA Cup. Manchester City leading Brighton by a goal to Neil Gabriel Jesus uh, with the goal for City there. Elsewhere in the uh, Senior Football Championship, the Bars leading Clyde Rovers 1 8 to 2 points is how it stands in that uh, opening game there. And uh, two games as well. Uh, just after getting underway, it's uh, Carrig Lyon, Donovan Rossa, Newcastle and Clannock Kilty. And uh, in the Premier Intermediate Football Championship as well, Bandon Newmarket is also just underway. And uh, later on this evening, uh, Valley Rovers and Nemo Rangers, the second game of that doubleheader in Porky Rin. Right, we're going to stick with uh, Gaelic Games and uh, back to the Senior Football Championship. We're going to hear from Fromwise. They took on Castle Haven tomorrow. That is in Brinney. Quarter to four throwing for that one. Uh, their manager is Mick Hennessy. I know, I suppose, look, we got uh, we got a good draw, I suppose, Castlehaven are, without doubt, one of the favourites of the county every year, so I suppose we know where we are now, and uh, it, it's good to get it, there's a good buzz, um, everyone, was, everyone was delighted, to be fair, we were all training at the time when we got the uh, when the draw went out, and there was a good good, good roar inside the gym, and we heard Castlehaven, so yeah, definitely looking forward to it. Um, obviously, those big celebrations, and for my, after winning the, the Premier Intermediate last year, and going up senior, and I think the under-21s win in as well, um, in the, the hurling um, so it's been a good few months for, for my how our preparation's been since all that has died down a bit I suppose yeah no preparation's going well um, I suppose look we uh, we regrouped uh, we identified a few things and uh, we, we're working currently working on it and I suppose look <coughs> it's progress really like you know we, we want to compete in Division 2 this year and we're after doing that now we're after getting 4 from 5 and we're hoping all going well that we can eventually hopefully push for promotion pace there and, uh, and, and, and push for as well, obviously. There's a there's a nice blend of youth in the, the squad as well. Any new young players after coming in or any retirements or anything? I suppose there wouldn't be many people want to step away after last year when they've gone up senior, but uh, any new lads as well? Uh, no, no one's looking, no one retired now, to be honest. But however, I suppose, look, there's a few young players now coming up and they're looking to push now, alright, without doubt. But I suppose uh, it's up to them really to kind of push the, the other lads out. And, and look, they're not even that old, to be honest. Most of them are nucleus, and we're 25, 26, 27, so going well, yeah. 
I imagine it hasn't been hard to motivate them going into senior championship no far from it no no need for it at all they, they're, they're very self-motivated anyway but even the fact that we're playing our first senior championship match in 54 years if, if you can't be motivated for that you, you kind of You'd be asking questions really wouldn't you um, you're a busy man you're still playing I imagine you'll give it another year with Grange anyway yourself but uh, how, that worked very well last year the, the old dynamic between Grange and Fermoy but um, I suppose you're, you're looking forward to managing a team in senior championship as well you're looking around here and you're certainly one of the youngest coaches uh, here as well it's nice to be a manager of a senior team as well look, look, look to be honest from a personal perspective I suppose look I, I'm blessed uh, I suppose that the, the players came back looking for me last year and asked me would I come in I suppose I played with most of them so uh, in for my for years as I spoke to you before Keon I was out the Grange at 30 because I'm from there and I gave him a couple of years I thought I said I'd give him two but it's still kind of a club that you're I'd say it could be there till I'm 40 the way things are going um, so other than that uh, yeah it's a privilege uh, to be fair and uh, I suppose in my age too yeah kind of out of sorts here at the moment everyone's a good 10-12 years older than me I suppose in the management perspective but yeah look uh, I, I, I suppose look like Edmonton we're learning we're all learning I'm learning uh, as we're going and the players have given me their trust and I can all I can do is work hard and try and repay them uh, Look we already mentioned you're meeting Castlehaven the, the first round in uh, a matter of days now at this stage I suppose um, I mentioned uh, not the banter but the, the, the atmosphere in the, the camp is good um, but it will be a tough game all the same Yeah look any team any any club team that has five or six inter-county players is a team that you have to be uh, worried about uh, uh, there's no argument about that um, look all we can do I suppose is is, is, is kind of put our ducks in a row and get ourselves ready for, for championship and yeah Castlehaven are going to be strong but it's, isn't it great that we can see where we are in senior championship and see what, what, what we need and what we're, where we're going forward and how we're moving along that's Mick Hennessy there for my manager they take on Castlehaven in Brinny that is from quarter to four the first game in Brinny though is the clash of Dohany's and say next going to hear from Dohany's boss Dennis Healy uh, thoughts I suppose no matter who we get, we're going to get we knew we were going to be up against it so yeah to be fair Nick's we could have got a worse draw but um, I do understand that, that Nick's they're fit they're physical which don't suit us and in the last few years they've brought good football into their game as well so we know we're up against it so. uh, over the last few years I suppose Dohany's would uh, prefer to be doing a bit better maybe um, in, in championship I suppose he'll be trying to go a bit further than last year as well well yes um, one of our main aims this year would have been to try and get over the first round because that has eluded us over the last few years and at least if you've that you've something to build on we believe that there's a young team that possibly we can start building back up to, to senior proper status as we say so it's just to get the, the groundwork right now and this is now we're starting to see where we start so yeah. And uh, do you have any new players in the panel or any retirements? Um, retirements. We, we have a few. Um, but, but I suppose over the last few years things have been, like I said, so kind of raw and negative that they've been dwindling away anyway. But this year we have, um, it's a young team, like we have, I think, is it eight under 21s on our starting team, merely. 
So um, there's a lot of newcomers. We did breed or bred a shot of them last year in the in the Kishkane game, in the relegation game. So to have a feel for it now, so we just hopefully coax them in and bring them on properly. Is it good to have a number of the the young lads now? Maybe I suppose we mentioned already. It's been I suppose Danny's will be disappointed with the the last few years. Like they want to be doing better. Is it good now? You have a number of young lads who wouldn't have been maybe that familiar with the last few years and playing in that setup. And now there's fresh blood coming into that team, and they'll obviously be looking to do one better. Oh, definitely. It's, it can only be positive. Um, like you say, you're bringing new blood. You're bringing new um, enthusiastic. Um, you know, so and and you know what? That helps the the players that are around with a couple of years too that have had all the, the lows. So hopefully, with the you know, I said need them properly if you can. And you know, there's there's a good buzz, and like that's all we can hope for. Positive start to the, to the year, and we're just trying to keep it going. I suppose when you have so many young guys coming in trying to fight for a position, and you have the fellas there who've been the last few years, it might give some of them a, a bit of a, a kick to, to drive on a small bit as well. It might actually work out very well. Yeah, that would not. Bigger headache for you picking a team, but. <laughs> that would normally be so, I suppose. But um, we were we were very slack in numbers, even over the last few years. So, I mean, um, it's not that too many people will be worried about their places because a few have made that decision to just kind of pack it in anyway that they've enough done. Like, so look, there is a few um, position positions this year that we will have a few headaches over, which is great, to be honest. So, and um, with the right attitude, if if lads try and fight for each other's places you know that, that can only better the team like so and, and look lastly Dennis uh, championship is it's coming up pretty quick um, you could call it days away now at this stage um, how are preparations been going so far um, I smiled there no. <laughs> at the start of the year I think things went very well and the players really um, got behind what we were trying to do which is all good as well keep you positive I suppose thing, the, the wheels have kind of fallen off a little unfortunately in the last few weeks but because we're so dependent on our under 21s they have their championship so we had to give them their chance to, to mould their team as we say so and with the under 21 championship going back a week because of weather um, like I said we our under 21s are in the they're in the West Cork final now Sunday coming and so which is great for the club but um, it's a kind of a, a pain in our preparations again so you know it's just trying to juggle the best we can so hopefully we'll be get there in the end <laughs> yeah it's Donny's boss Dennis Healy they take on St Nick's uh, tomorrow in Brinny right half time Bars and Clyde uh, Bars leading Clyde uh, for more we can go to uh, Kieran O'Regan or half time here in Park Irain and it's uh, very much all one way traffic St Finbar's leading Clyde Rovers by 1-9 to 2 points and uh, 7 minutes of injury time played as well probably because there's been about 8 injuries the most serious of those coming in the first minute to Clyde a man Dan O'Callan who uh, is just back from doing his cruciate but uh, he got injured and it looked like something similar as well but uh, he's gone now anyway um, but uh, Stephen Sherlock top scoring for St Finbar's in the first half they got a goal as well after 20 
20 minutes a very bad short kick out from the Clyde goalkeeper who went to Owen McCreevy who uh, then simply had to kick it over the keeper's head and into the net and that's exactly what he did it took Clyde a 17 minutes to get their first point through Ronan Flanagan and they haven't got a whole pile since uh, one more point coming from Connor Flanagan uh, 10 minutes or so after that so at half time here in Park Huron at St Finbar's 1-9 Clyde Rovers 2 points Thank you very much indeed Karen. right to Wembley we go on now and to Andrew Chill. Manchester City 1 Brighton 0 City ahead on just 4 minutes Jesus at the far post with a diving header from De Bruyne's fizzing low cross that apart for all their possession and City have had at least 70% of it they haven't really created another clear cut opportunity defender Kyle Walker had a nervous few moments waiting for a video review to decide there'd be no red card against him Brighton have simply struggled to get out of their own half it's City 1 Brighton 0 Hi Anna, so we've got the jingles for the new show ready. Want to hear them? The Anna Geary Radio Program. Mm, it's a bit old-fashioned. Right, okay, how about this one? The Sunday Program starring TV at GAA star Anna Geary. Do we have anything else? No? Okay, try this last one. The Sunday Show with Anna Geary. 2 to 6 on Red FM. Nailed it. See you Sunday. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Corks Red FM. And we're looking forward to Anna's first show tomorrow from 2 p.m. Uh, tomorrow. So tune in to Anna's first show tomorrow afternoon right here on Corks Red FM. All right, going to talk hurling the champions uh, in Mokili had a big win over Carberry earlier on in the week in the divisions and colleges section of the Senior Hurling Championship. A uh, big win over Carberry. Um, Patrick McCaz has been speaking with Fergal Condon, who's the manager of Mokili. Fergal I suppose you're happy enough just to, to get over the line there tonight probably scrappy at times but um, overall you, you performance wise um, yeah I was happy enough to be fair I know um, I suppose we were playing against the elements in the first half there was a strong enough breeze there uh, we were slow starting there tonight we were slow starting the previous game against Caledon but you know I suppose we've a lot of good we have a lot of talent in this side and I suppose in awkward moments in the game we seem to make the right choices on the ball as well which is very pleasing from my point of view couple of the new players blooded into the scene as well and one of the players the match undoubtedly was John Merrick but he came off injured there with about five minutes to go is he alright? Yeah um, John got a knock and then he I don't think it was any muscular damage I think it was more of a bang than anything hopefully I don't know I, I, I haven't been in the dressing room but I spoke to him when he was coming off and he's just a clatter in the knee that he got which obviously takes a bit of time but we were taking no chances with John we think we had it in the bag at that stage to be fair so you have to try and look after the player you know presume you're, you're happy enough to get into round three blooding obviously as I mentioned new guys and uh, obviously your captain didn't start either tonight so uh, you'd be quite uh, content with that I presume yeah I suppose you know Shami had a little niggle coming in um, he was training Sunday with cock there and his back was kind of giving him a bit of hassle so I suppose we we decided we'd give someone a go here now and see what happens he was available to us if we needed him no but the thing about it is you know he's had a heavy schedule and you'd like to make sure that he's in good shape um, it was an opportunity for another player to put his hand up in the jersey as well so from that point of view you know we, we went with, with playing without him and uh, obviously um, we went to the sea pad like Shami takes a lot of, of our moves and our plays and if you've no Shami what do we look like and you have to see all those things in match situations you know 
and obviously going forward to round three you now you have uh, maybe a couple of weeks off without some of the lads because of inter-county season but I know you'll be training away each and every week with the rest of the panel and uh, you'll be looking forward to that uh, third round club draw towards the uh, end or the middle of uh, August Correct I'm looking forward to that now um, for us now it'll be players will all go back to the clubs for the next couple of weeks we, without interference from Mimi Kelly we're in all rush now uh, our job is to get to the to the autumn hurling and where they are so we'll review things again in three or four weeks time we've got to see the last play in championship hurling over the next few weeks um, there's a few good battles there um, local and county wise so I suppose all our eyes are in those players now the panel inside and hopefully that we've the rise blending and if we haven't we'll be looking again to see can we bring in someone else you know Alright look congratulations we'll see you in August Thanks very much Pat yeah, it's Fern Condon there, Emil Kelly manager, speaking to Pat Mulcahy there after uh, their win over Carberry in the Senior Hurling Championship in the Divisions and Colleges section earlier on in the week. Back underway at Wembley as well. Uh, Man City won uh, Brighton nil is how it stands there at the moment. Uh, elsewhere in the Premier Intermediate Football Championship, first round, uh, New Market and uh, Bandon currently going head to head. And it's uh, all square. It's uh, Bannon 2-3. Newmarket 1-6 is how it stands there after about 20 minutes of action. All right, we are going to talk football now in a disappointing, disappointing, disappointing night for Cork City last night as they went down to lead leaders. Shamrock Rovers to turn his cross. 3-1 is how it finished. Dan Casey with uh, Cork City's goal in the first half. Um, City could have had a penalty shout and Graham Cummins was wrestled to the ground, wasn't given. Uh, Graham... Cummins thought he'd scored a bullet header but that was ruled out for offside so a disappointing night for City uh, against the Shamrock Rovers side it has to be said who looked very very decent indeed they played some very nice football some nice one touch stuff two touch stuff uh, some, nice, some nice triangles and they scored some great goals as well last night has to be said McInef's goal in particular was a, a highlight of a fantastic goal and uh, former Corksley midfielder Greg Bolger pulling the strings for Shamrock Rovers last night he was everywhere everywhere and uh, Rovers certainly uh, deserved uh, their win and their three points they're 15 points clear of Cork City now after that although Cork City do have two games in hand and uh, they're 10 points clear of second place Dundalk already at this stage of the season so things going very very well indeed for Shamrock Rovers at the moment uh, this is the reaction of uh, Cork City boss John Coffey speaking to me and the Assembled Media after last night's defeat you know Rovers are a very good team we've said that all along they've, you know, they've had a strong team over the last couple of years but this year they've brought in a couple of very quality players but overall the game was I think the killer was we give away a soft first goal and um, I suppose you look at our, our back three McCarthy, McLaughlin Casey they're 20 21 young guys brilliant brilliant attitude brilliant uh, ability but um, certainly uh, we got caught for one or two goals tonight I think overall you know we got back in the match at 2-1 Graham had a chance to stroke at half time and we'd done okay and, and we were doing you know the crow were on their feet and came out in the second half and did, did well but um, you know, we gave McInniff a free strike in the edge of the box and he, he took it well and then probably for the last 20 minutes the lads put their head down and that can happen in a team but uh, you know there's nothing there's nothing wrong with this team in terms of their attitude and their equipment but um, you know you can see Rovers are a really really good team in Dundalk and you know at the moment uh, you know, we're, we're a bit off that at the moment but um, you know we work hard during the week and try and get ourselves ready for next Friday 15 points behind is that kind of the league title race the other picture I would think you know being honest yeah, you know being realistic about it everyone can see we had, we had um, bit of strength and depth over the last number of years we have a lot of young players on the team and you have to work hard with them and we're doing that and um, and other teams are, are have stronger panels at the moment that's that's fine um, but at the same time you know it was nil all you know Graham in the box 
from our point of view it looked like he was clearly taken out of it some of those decisions if they went with, with genuine one up it's maybe a different type of game but um, you know overall uh, at the moment you'd say Rovers in the knocker ahead of the pack and for us we're probably in a position that we, sh- we need to be further up or better than that and um, you know we need it's a, well, a quarter of the season gone so a long way to go but you know we need to sort of hectic period coming up over the next three and a half week with six and seven matches so we need to see can we get a run together and get us, ourselves back up to table How do you lift the lads now after a performance result like this ahead of next Friday night? All you do is you go back to training you work very hard and you know, these lads are honest they're, 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 they're great lads yes there's a bit of naivety and a bit of um, you know I suppose a bit of lack of experience with some of them and uh, but that, this, that happens there's nothing wrong with these guys and um, you know you, you, they might go home tonight feeling down and, and I know from our supporters point of view 20 minutes ago when the third goal went in it looks like you know it's 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 you can see the lads lost a bit of confidence was knocked out a bit but you know you, you get back in tomorrow and over the weekend and we get back in and work hard for next week and the only, the only way to bounce back is to keep working hard and that's what we're doing in, in both games I think we've conceded goals which is disappointing and, and um, we've had a bit of um, chopping and changing this year with a little bit of inconsistency through injuries and stuff like that and that can happen you know but at the same time you know they're good lads and they work hard and uh, do a lot of work all week but you know, the first goal came we were control the ball we lost it and three passed the balls in the back of the net and you know, gave them a lift, and then the second goal took a deflection. But still, you know, the lads kept going, came back into the match, and um, and did well. And you know, we're just, I suppose, overall, um, sometimes there's a few things not going going for, going for the team, and you can't lie down. You have to stand up and take take the criticism and, and drive on. And uh, it's um, it's I, I can say it's disappointing for the supporters because we've been at the top for the last five years, and that can be that is that is tough for them to take. But you know, there's rebuilding to be done. You know, we still need everyone to come get behind the team. Lots and lots of games, and uh, we need to see can we get back into that top, that, that top three, and um, and compete for Europe. And uh, that's what we will work so hard on doing that. Doing that. Well, look, it's easy. You know, you know. I suppose, you know, supporters are entitled to criticise. You know, generally, you know, since the day I've come in, support has been phenomenal. Great sport. You'll always have criticism. Even when we won the double, it was criticism. You know, so so that's just the way it is. Um, you know, we played that system for you know a number of years with the three two wide and one up one up top. To be honest, yeah, the, the the problem tonight is that you know um, you know Shamrock Rovers play one up front and not play one up front. We play one up front. We don't win and with the two wide wingers and we play that system because if you don't dominate the middle of the park, you have no chance. And uh, you know Rovers you know played um, dominate the middle of the park for a good part of the slide. but overall there was parts of the match where there wasn't much in the game you know I keep saying you know, with the goal disallowed you know it was at a, at a, a crucial stage of the match in the first half and it didn't look offside but it was given so um, you know at the moment those some decisions haven't gone haven't gone our way and um, that's just the way it is we came out in the second half we did very well and um, we tried to take the game to them but uh, we gave them back a chance to get the third goal and he did and um, in the end it looked Comfortable win for Rovers and fair, fair produce them their 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 top side and Stephen has been there three three or four years and in fairness to his crowd they're singing his name you know they hadn't been for a long time but but he so he deserves that break but for us we have a lot of work to do and uh, we know that and from the very start of the season we've said that we've never complained about squads or budgets or anything like that we just got on with it and that's what we continue to do three and a half thousand or three thousand three hundred John of the crowd is that disappointing for a game against Rovers. You would think so, you know. I think a lot of attractions are out there, and you know, and, and I suppose at the end of the day, um, 
you know, maybe some of the crowd feel that you know we're not going to challenge this year with the way it's the start of the season, with the way the panel is and, and the squad, and you know, and that's just the way it goes. You know, Cork in every sport is difficult, and uh, you have to you have to just uh, work hard, and um, you know, the crowd can. I suppose it was disappointing, but you know, it was monster distraction. Liverpool on the box, you know, wet night maybe so. Yeah. But, um, with the goals yeah, yeah, it, it is confidence. But to be fair to, to to Rovers, you have to look at the quality of the teams as well. You know, are Rovers better than Bohemians? They are. You know, they've they've uh, seriously quality players in there. But the lads worked very hard, and there was parts of the match tonight we did very well. We were getting the ball wide. Kevin O'Connor was causing problems on the left. And we got in quite a, quite a, quite a number of times, particularly in the first half. And um, but you know, you look at the first goal, lost a soft ball, and the balls in the back of the net and the you know, second goal we backed off a bit and, 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 and the deflection went in so you know there they, these things happen and guys will learn from that and we have you know a lot of a lot of um, players out there as I keep saying younger fellas come through disappointed the middle three because they've been phenomenal for us and they will be throughout the season because they never hide but um, but overall like, there was parts of it that did well there was other times they couldn't they couldn't get to it and uh, that also is a, a bit of Rovers quality as well well I think it's early Liam and to be to be fair to them, they 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 um you know to be fair to Dundalk and you look at the squad and the panel and the number of players they've been missing last week, you know I think it'll be it'll be interesting, but certainly for the first time in a number of years I think um, Stephen will feel that he's a team now that can really go the distance. But then again, you know it's it's, it's um, April when you get into late August September and you're in that position near the top and if it's close and the pressure's on you mm-hmm. you know that, 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 can have, that can have an effect so um, you know a long long way to go the first quarter of the season but certainly you know Rovers have a very very good team there's no doubt about that When would you hope to have Dara O'Connor back John? Hopefully in the next two weeks um, you know certainly uh, you know he'll give, us, he'll give us a lift because you know we need someone with a bit of creativity on, yeah. the, on the wing and um we, we hope within the next two weeks we'd have him back yeah so uh, you know and as well as that probably Cullum Hall will be out for a while but look at overall it's it's um, you know I can't say tonight you know last week we were disappointed we didn't create tonight I think we at times did very well and we created quite a few chances and I think there was just a couple of things that didn't go our way Rovers to be fair to them were, were, were good and um, look at you know it, it's easy when you know the third goal goes in 3-1 down 20 minutes to go it's easy for everyone saying there's loads of problems there um, a two one there wasn't lots of problems. We were we were well in the match, but um, um, at the moment um, uh, we're just we're, we're we're probably down a little bit in confidence. And defeats do that, yeah. And you have to just go back to, to go back and work hard. Yeah, it's uh, Cork City boss John Coffin speaking after last night's defeat to Shamrock Rovers. Um, it was a very disappointing night at the office for Cork City. Never really got going. Looked a bit flat. Um, looked a bit nervy at the back. The midfield didn't get a grip in the game. Very little movement up front. Despite Graham Cummins working his socks off, he wasn't getting much ball. Um, disappointing. It's disappointing. 15 points behind Shamrock Rovers at this early stage of the season, uh, which is something of a concern. And you hope they can bounce back, get a result next week. Um, but... Um, you have to be worried I suppose about uh, the manner of the defeat last night and whether or not they can turn it around St Pat's coming to town next week for a, a quarter to seven kick or quarter to eight kick off um, so you'd hope City can get a, a result next week get back to winning ways get that confidence boosting win um, because we all thought they'd turn the corner after that win over Bohemians a couple of weeks back and things were looking up uh, but defeats the Dundalk now and Shamrock Rovers uh, on the bounce have put a kind of a bit of a downer on things um, but again 
look, Shamrock Rovers were the better team last night. There's uh, absolutely no doubting that whatsoever. Um, they look really, really good. Stephen Bradley has them playing some very, very nice football indeed. But to be 10 points back, 15 points back after just eight games played of the season, to have just 10 points make games, um, not a good start no matter what way you, do, you, you try and dress it up. Uh, but fingers crossed, uh, Cork City can turn things around. All right, uh, just some score updates. It is St. Finbar's 2 8. Um, Clyder Rovers uh, three points Cullum Keane uh, with uh, the bar second goal there elsewhere in the Senior Football Championship a uh, latest score uh, approaching half time it was uh, Clan 2-2 Neustestown five points and uh, Carrig Line taking on Donovan Rossa at half time it's a Donovan Rossa leading 2-6-2-1-3 and in the Premier Intermediate Football Championship Newmarket and Bandon going head to head 31 minutes on the clock there and it is uh, Bandon who lead or Newmarket excuse me who lead uh, one ten to 2-6 is how it stands there at the moment and uh, Manchester City a goal up on Brighton as well with an hour played at Wembley alright we are going to talk rugby now Munster running in 6 tries last night as they defeated the Cardiff Blues 45-21 in Irish Independent Park last night Chris Farrell Jean Klein CJ Stander Conor Murray Andrew Conway, Sammy Arnold all crossed the line to secure the bonus point win in front of a sold-out crowd. Shane Dunley was there for us last night and got the reaction of a pretty pleased Munster boss, Johan van Graan. Yeah, uh, very happy with that win. Uh, obviously very happy with the bonus point as well. Uh, Cardiff is a, is a very good team and uh, we knew that this was going to be tough, especially on the back of, of the European quarterfinal, they had the extra week rest, and we played them on a 4G, which, which they used to, so uh, obviously one or two things we can work on, but uh, to put 40 points on Cardiff on a Friday night, uh, I'll take any day of the week. There was a couple of uh, what looked like interesting set-piece plays uh, from line-outs and Chris Farrell appearing on the wing a couple of times. Were there specific tactics that you had identified for this match? Yeah, look, we, we also just tried a, a few things and I want to evolve our game and it was it was the right weekend to, to do one or two things different tactically but um, I thought the second half performance, um, we knew it was pretty tight going to half some but I, I thought the second half performance was, was excellent and I thought our, our impact players from the bench uh, really did well and um, it was a real 23-man effort and, and once the, the game was won there at the end, I just thought Peter come off play with 14 men uh, you know, trying to, to play with 14 but also um, you know, it's pretty important to, to look after the guys um, Peter had gone down just before that and John Klein looked like he was limping coming off have you injury concerns? Yeah as, uh, look it's been a, a physical few weeks so a uh, few knocks and bruises uh, you know, Olsey before the game uh, pulled up with a, a, a tight few muscles in his leg so we decided not to risk anything so um, you know, a few guys will, will uh, get a well in break now and it was pretty important that we get the win, uh, make sure we qualify for for the playoffs for for Pro 14, make sure we qualify for Europe for next season, and then beat a well-drilled side called Cardiff. And you know they thumped us the previous time in, in Cardiff, and uh, no five points I'll take. Was that uh, a nice revenge to get for that result? No, I wouldn't say revenge. Uh, you know, they're a quality side. I respect them a lot. Um, it's a side that uh, that really do well. Just the 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 tries they score is is exceptional. So no, it's a side that I I respect. So no revenge at all. You must have been a, a little perturbed at halftime, given that you were dominant, and yet you were only three points ahead. Yeah, we spoke about it. Uh, we, we thought we actually played a really good half of rugby the first half, and you know they they had that points on the board, but. 
they, like I said, they're a very good attacking side, and, and some of their block lines are, are exceptional. Um, now, the one that they got there off that lineup that spilled, we were, we were defensively too tight and too slow, so we spoke about it at half time. They readjusted like we always do at half time, and, and I thought we really defended well the second half. Uh, that one time, you know, they had the ball close to the trial, and we literally tackled them back till, till the 10 meter line. So, some big moments in that game, and um, no, uh, defensive that second half was a lot better than the first. Big changes for next week? Possibly. Uh, a few guys will, will have a breather. A few guys have, have played a few weeks in a row now, so we'll, uh, we'll manage the squad. Certain guys will, will go away. Um, according to our Irish player welfare system, certain guys will be at the HPC training, certain guys will get opportunities in, in Treviso and the most important thing is what we've said all year, is weekends like next to you if you've got to back your squad and you know, massive challenge against Treviso away, they've, they've thumped a lot of sides there and they're, they're playing good rugby so big challenge for us but yeah, to Johan van Graan there, very pleased after last night's win over Cardiff Blues, uh, almost out of time just some uh, score updates uh, from around the grounds, uh, Westmead meanwhile have won the uh, the Alliance National Football League Division Three final uh, this afternoon. Um, elsewhere, St. Finbars are two nine, Clyde Rovers three points, and the Premier Intermediate Football Championship Newmarket one ten, Bandon two seven. Half time it's Clan two two, Newcastle six points, and a half time it's uh, Donovan Rossa two six, Carrigaline one three, and it's still Man City goal up on Brighton. Uh, before we go, um, I just wanted to mention uh, my colleague, my friend Pat. McC- Caliph, who passed away uh, earlier on this week um, at the very young age of uh, 61. Pat was uh, a big friend of ours. Um, he was very, very good to me personally when I started out in, um, in sports journalism. He was a huge help um, from day one, um, always pointing in the right direction, giving you advice. Uh, and that continued until this day. Pat would always pull you aside and say, uh, uh, I have a good one for you now as he pulled out a stat that he'd uh, uncovered that day and uh, tell me this and tell me no more is how we'd uh, always start conversations when he wanted to discuss a bit of gossip he heard and see if I'd uh, heard anything else as well so I'm going to miss Pat terribly uh, my um, thoughts with his his partner Christine and uh, his family and all his colleagues as well um, just wanted to play out um, just a little bit of audio for for uh, the end of the show um, uh, this is uh, Cork City boss John Caulfield it's um, Co-Ramblers boss uh, Stephen Henderson and his little uh, clip as well of the man himself doing what he does best um, Pat rest in peace I'm going to miss you yeah, I think the thing what we know Pat he was passionate about Cork sport you know um, incredible knowledge of the, of the, of the game and um, incredible knowledge of Cork City um, no, he, he told me many stories and he used to bring up matches of 20, 25 years ago, games that you would have forgotten about and he named the team out and, you know, he just had that, that, that knowledge and, uh, you know, I suppose, you know, obviously he was steeped in the other games as well, but from our point of view, um, um, you know, great supporter of the club and a lovely fella, never afraid to voice his opinion and have a good argument with you. And, uh, but at the same time, you know, everyone got on great with him and, and um, you know, from, a, from our club point of view, it's, it's a desperate loss to... To uh, Christine and, 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 and his brother, but at the same time, um, you know, we all miss him because he was a he was a really good guy and, and um, you know and, and a great football man. Was somewhat feeling that he played Ramblers last night considering his close association with both clubs. Yeah, absolutely, and was you know I suppose he was at the under nineteen game on Sunday, 
and um, he'd done his reports and you know it's just one of those things but you know um, unfortunately uh, we hear about these tragedies too often now it was just um, you know it's just a you know um, you know a, tra- a tragic occasion but um, the, the the big thing about Pat was that he he, uh, he left many happy memories for uh, for all for all Cork sport and particularly Cork City and Cork it was very fine that we all lost a good friend today Pat McAuliffe oh um, devastated boy absolutely devastated only seeing the man yesterday I was shocked Still a bit shocked, to be honest with you. And uh, what a lovely man. Good. Genuinely good. Lovely man. I came down here 20 years ago. He made me feel at home straight away. Uh, fantastic sportsman. Not just a football man. Just a sportsman. Uh, great fun. You're going to have a few points. <laughs> More than a few points at times. But great storyteller. Uh, lovely man. Love the sports. Love this company. Gonna miss him. We miss him very, very much, to be honest with you. But a corner for Avondale United to the far post, rising as O'Sullivan. It drops in the air. There aims for a handball. It comes to O'Sullivan again. And he passes it outside the cross. Comes into the far post. And that's surely an equaliser. It is indeed. And this exciting intermediate pop has seen a second 